0: Hi guys welcome back to typically peachy first and foremost apologies for my voice i know i'm sounding a bit rough over here which leads me right into what's new with me i got back from the bachelorette party in austin but all that fun all that screaming all that singing at the top of our lungs all that celebrating love it took a toll on my poor voice but this show must go on so here we are definitely worth it because this past weekend was so incredibly fun. We had the best time. On Thursday, we got in. It was pretty chill. Me and my co-mate of honor set up the Airbnb, which was an adorable Airbnb by the way. but we set it up, we put all the decorations out. so many balloons to blow up. but the place looked really cute. We also got a ton of snacks for the weekend. just decked it out, got it ready to go. And then that night we went to dinner at a really cute place went back to the airbnb played games had a good time laughed until our stomachs hurt it was just great and then the next morning we went on a hike and we were supposed to go on a boat this weekend but that unfortunately it got cancelled because of the weather so we had to be a bit adaptable instead we rented out a cabana at a hotel pool and the weather actually kind of turned around for us I guess not enough for the service that we booked to take the boat out, but nonetheless, our backup plan really worked out, and it's something I would definitely suggest. If you find a nice hotel that has a pool and places to rent out, and also if they have a full-service bar with drinks and food and all that good stuff, then it's a really fun option. Some other things that we did, we went to a winery, a lot more food, we went out, we did karaoke in a car, which I would definitely recommend. It was one of the highlights for pretty much every single person. We found this on Rainy Street, which is a popular street in Austin that has bars along it. And it was just this karaoke car, and it wasn't expensive for how much fun we were having while we were in there. It has open windows, and everyone gets a mic, and then you get to pick your songs. So it's just you and your group getting driven, going down the street, singing at the top of your lungs to your favorite songs and everybody on the street singing along with you because you guys are by far the loudest ones there it was so fun nobody wanted to leave we did it on friday night and then we got the guy's card for it and he actually agreed to pick us up from dinner the next night so then we were riding around town in even more parts of austin singing at the top of our lungs it was wild again i would definitely recommend it But yeah, overall, the weekend was amazing. It was just so nice getting to hang out with this group of girls. And like I said in the last episode, I've just been so honored to be able to help plan this, make it come to fruition, and give my best friend an incredible, memorable weekend. So mission accomplished. We are now ready for the wedding, ready for the festivities up ahead. That's really it for what's new with me, just recovering this week from all of that. So without further ado... Let's get into the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. First story, according to Pitchfork, MTV News is shutting down. MTV News is shutting operations after 36 years, following widespread layoffs, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety Report. 25% of employees across MTV Entertainment Studios, Paramount Media Networks, and Showtime were laid off last week roughly five years after MTV endured significant job cuts in 2017. In a memo to staff viewed by Pitchfork, Showtime slash MTV Entertainment Studios and Paramount Media Network's president, Chris McCarthy, wrote that senior leaders, quote, in consideration with HR, made the very hard but necessary decision to reduce the domestic team by approximately 25%. McCarthy continued, This is a tough yet important strategic realignment of our group. Through the elimination of some units and by streamlining others, we will be able to reduce costs and create a more effective approach to our business as we move forward. Today, we will notify employees whose positions are being impacted, with leaders communicating the news directly to those teams or individuals. These meetings will be followed by individual one-on-ones with our HR partners. A little bit of history about MTV News. MTV News emerged in 1987 with one show, The Week in Rock, hosted by Kurt Lauder. Correspondents like Allison Stewart, Tabitha Soren, Suchin Pack, and later Meredith Graves reported for the outlet throughout the years, their coverage spanning music, politics, sex, pop culture, and more. MTV News was especially influenced in the 1990s and early 2000s. On Friday, April 8, 1994, Lauder confirmed the death of Kurt Cobain, and MTV News transitioned into more frequent programming after breaking that landmark story. In the ensuing years, reporters for MTV News went on to win Emmy Awards and Peabody Awards for pieces on natural disasters and the Iraq War. In 2017, multiple MTV News writers were laid off as the company re-strategized to focus more on video and short-form content. So guys, there you have it. MTV News is no longer... I was not really in the MTV generation in that I was born in 96, so the late 90s, early 2000s, I was still very, very little. But this is definitely big news, especially considering that they have been around for 36 years. That is no small amount of time. I know that MTV in general and MTV News was incredibly influential, so it's definitely noteworthy. And anytime there are such significant layoffs, I think there is a fear that this could happen. And the shift to short form and more video is also notable because it seems to be the priority right now for a lot of companies. I do wonder how this is going to impact the rest of MTV. If this is just the start to the end, or if this will help them grow in new ways. I guess time will tell. Next story on the list something that very much was a part of my generation. From Hypebay.com, a Freaky Friday sequel is officially in the works. According to The Hollywood Reporter, both Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan will be reprising their roles from the 2003 film. Curtis and Lohan have talked about being on board if a sequel presented itself. Lohan told the New York Times, Jamie and I are both open to that, so we're leaving it in the hands that be. We would only make something that people would absolutely adore. All right, I feel like at this point, you guys kind of know my opinion about sequels. For the most part, they're not my favorite thing. I really love the original recipe. But when the original actors are on board, there is potential for something special. Now, do I think this is going to be as good as the original? Absolutely not. I just think that there is that secret sauce that you cannot replicate, even if you try, even if you have the same actors, all of that. Because a movie is not just that, it's also the story, which involves the writers. It's the costume designers, it's the directors, it's the lighting designers, it's everyone in the crew, in my opinion, unless maybe you have every single individual from that first time around work on the sequel, I don't think it's going to be the same. And it couldn't be the same, even if you did have all of that. Because the story is going to be different. It's just going to be altered, you know? And I don't think they're trying to make it the same. I think they're just trying to appeal to this audience again. They want to bring back the nostalgia. They want to get this dynamic duo back together. And one of the biggest reasons for this one that I am a bit more excited is because I am currently in both my Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan era of loving both of them so much individually. And I think I loved both of them back then when this movie came out. But recently, I feel like they have both been doing so good. Jamie Lee Curtis is getting the respect and the appreciation I think she definitely deserves. She's in the limelight in a really cool way. And Lindsay Lohan has really come out from this dark place back to working, hopefully living a happy life, she seems to be doing so much better which of course we only know what she shows to the public so i really hope it's better but i also really really want to believe that she wouldn't say yes to this she wouldn't be going back into working all those things if she didn't feel like doing so would just add more to her life so i am gonna choose to be on board for this sequel i'm gonna watch it with an open mind we don't have a release date yet We just got to confirm that it's happening okay so we have to be a little bit patient there but nonetheless something to look forward to so if you guys want to get on board as well then stay tuned for updates because I'm sure that we will get them in the months ahead all right guys that's it for what's hot now let's get right into what's good I'm coming back this week with more restaurant recommendations I feel like a food connoisseur at this point But a bit of a twist on this one, because these restaurants are not in Chicago, they are in fact in Austin. Well actually one is in Chicago, I'll explain. But basically I thought because we tried so many different restaurants, and also we did a lot of research on these restaurants before we went on this trip, so I thought why not share some of this great information. The first restaurant that I want to recommend is called Eberly. We went there for brunch, and it is just so beautiful. Inside, you feel like you're in a greenhouse. That's the kind of aesthetic that it is. A ton of windows. When you're inside, you feel like you're outside. And then the food was really, really great. I had the avocado toast, which had chickpeas on it, which was a really unique thing. And then it also had this sweet potato mash and coconut flavor on it. Very unique, but very, very good. I added a poached egg on top, which was really good. And then we got Parmesan fries to share. All in all, really delicious. And I feel like it really is the perfect brunch spot. So if you're in Austin, check that one out. And then the other one that I wanted to recommend is called ABBA. And even though I said that these restaurants aren't in Chicago because we did go to them in Austin, this restaurant in particular actually does have a location in Chicago, which I didn't really piece that together until we were there, but that makes me even happier because it was such a great restaurant in Austin that I absolutely wanna try the one here. And I also found out that this restaurant is owned by the same people that own Ema, which is a restaurant that I previously recommended to you guys. So all the pieces are coming together and it makes total sense that I like this restaurant. But anyway, we went here for dinner. It was beautiful there. So gorgeous. Their outdoor space in Austin is so nice. They have part of it covered, which most people were within the covered spot because I think they thought that it was going to rain. But there was like a whole other part to this restaurant that has a bar area and more seating available and all of that that just wasn't even being utilized that night. But I think it would be if it was a really nice night out. So it was really nice. A lot of greenery. The inside was really pretty too. The bathrooms were beautiful, which I feel like is something that is not talked about enough within restaurants. If a bathroom is beautiful, it honestly very much leads to the overall positive aesthetic of the place. And then the food, everything was shareable. Everything was absolutely delicious. Their drinks were great. The service was really accommodating. Overall, great time. Check it out if you can. I am very excited to see what it's like in my city. And the last thing for what's good, your song. It's called Tangerine Skies by Declan J. Donovan. You can check it out on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now to round out this episode, need to know basis, let's get into it. This week the thing that is really on my mind, obviously because I'm just getting back into the groove of life after Austin, but the thing that's still on my mind is Austin. And not only Austin as a place which was very fun to go to, very fun to experience, but also the concept of traveling stateside. I feel like it's something that I don't do very often, and I specifically don't do it to new places. I tend to go to the same spots over and over again, mostly because either it's home or it's where family is, and I'm so incredibly grateful to be able to travel to those places, and I also very much cherish the experiences and opportunities that I've had to travel outside of the United States because those have been some of the best times, some of the most memorable experiences. But I kind of started to realize on this trip that I haven't been to that many places in the U.S., and definitely not that many within my adult life. And I think now, when I get the opportunity to go somewhere, it feels like I'm very much going somewhere for something. You know, it's less of a vacation but I'm doing it because of an event or some specific thing. And then when I do go on things that I deem as vacation, I feel like I wanna go all out. Like for my birthday, even though it was only over like a four day period, I went to Portugal and London. But I think the point that I'm trying to make is that at least for me, I would really like to try to vacation and see some of the places that are closer to me. Because some of these states have so many great things to offer, and I've just never seen them. Places, too, that I would fully consider living in, just based on the idea of them, or the pictures that I've seen, or the lifestyle that people seem to have when they're there. I'm open to legit living in some of these places, but I've never actually spent substantial time there. So I would love to do that. I would love to make that more of a priority, Be stateside, take in those places, report back on those places. Like I said, I'm getting more and more into recommending restaurants and experiences and things like that for you guys. So Austin was the first stop, even though it was for something. And there was a slight element of stress because we needed to make sure everything went according to plan. There were also many times within it that it did feel like it was just pure fun So I think it was a good start to my stateside adventure. We'll see if I follow through with this wish. Stand by for updates, but I'm optimistic. If you guys want to try to travel more stateside alongside with me, even if you're not from the United States, even if that means stateside within your own country, let's share a recommendation, share the cool places that we're going to, share the cool spots that we've eaten at. Let's do it together. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Let's rest up, then get ready for the next adventure. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.